Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Welcome to D3 Nation. What's up, D3 Nation? I'm here with the new head wrestling coach, St. Vincent College, Dom McNani. How's it going, Dom? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to talk wrestling with you guys, as always. And, um, you know, just thank you guys again for having me today. Yeah, man, it's uh, definitely awesome to talk wrestling always. You know, it's great to have new programs, um, especially like St. Vincent College in a really good wrestling-rich area and uh, joining the President's Athletic Conference, which is a conference that always needs teams. So it's up to four teams now. Um, for people that don't know, it's Waynesburg University, Washington, Jefferson uh, University or college, uh, St. Vincent College, and Teal. So um, it's, it's actually a very competitive conference. They've had a lot of success over the years, national champs, All-Americans. So adding St. Vincent to the mix will just make the competition better and keep growing the conference. So uh, kind of talk about uh, kind of how you wound up at St. Vincent. And, um, you know, I know you had a very successful career at Wheeling. Um, we kind of talked about before, you were not a coach at Wheeling. You went right into uh, teaching after college. Yes. So once I graduated, um, Danny Irwin, uh, who was the head coach that took over after my coach um, resigned, um, he offered me a, an assistant coaching position. And at that point in my life, you know, my wife was already in Greensburg in her career for four years. So I decided to move back home and coach in my my high school under, you know, my mentor at my alma mater at Hempfield area. So that was that was awesome. And I jumped right in. I, I've been teaching third grade for the past five years. Um, in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And that was a great learning experience. Uh, a lot of fun, something that I'm really going to miss. Um, but, you know, I, I got the coach at the high school level for three years. And I spent the last three years as the assistant over at Seton Hill University um, at the division two level. So um, I'm new to this division. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to learn and, and grow in this role here at St. Vincent. And, you know, we just have a, a great opportunity ahead of us. Yeah, it's awesome. And like I said, it's in a great lo location. You have Latrobe High School, which is probably one of the top schools in the whip. You, you know, year in, year out, they always have some tough guys, Division One guys, Hemfield and all that. Um, yeah, and then we were kind of speaking about earlier, your mentor, uh, he went to St. Vincent, correct? Yeah, so uh, Vincey Augustine was one of the top high school wrestlers in the country coming out of Pennsylvania in 97. He was a, a national qualifier at Buffalo as a freshman and then decided to come back home and play baseball was a two-time All-American catcher here. So, um, you know, he was a, um, a whisper in my ear about thinking about doing this, you know, um, took a little bit of convincing with my wife and things like that. But it was, uh, you know, something that I couldn't pass up, an opportunity that will never be in my backyard again and an opportunity that I don't have to relocate for and something that I can build as my own. So um, just very excited about it. You know, it's my first time being a head coach. So, you know, there's going to be some learning experiences, but, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun with it and hopefully create a lot of buzz at this level. So, uh, Definitely. And then uh, uh, with your staff, it's you and two others, I believe I saw. 
Yeah. So Chad Schmeling is a, um, a life skills teacher at Latrobe, incredible person. He's going to help us out tremendously, um, you know, in the room, outside of the room. Um, and then our other assistant is Joey Alessandro. He's one of my best friends. Um, we grew up together. We wrestled together. Um, he was a two-time All-American national finalist as a freshman. Um, and he's a teacher at Hempfield area. So we're all teachers or we're teachers, but, um, you know, and it's, it's an exciting staff. Um, we have a, a, the ability to, um, you know, make a difference in their lives on and off the mat, which is super important to me because a new program, we have to surround ourselves with good people and we have to make sure we're bringing in the same, the same type of student athlete, especially for a new program. You know, we can't, we can't miss on anyone. So. Definitely. Yeah. And then, so you have, you have a Latrobe guy and a Hempfield guy. So you guys are, and, and then with your background, so you're really in that area recruiting wise, kind of speak on that. You know, Whitfield has always talked about as one of the top recruiting areas, uh, not just in the state, but in the country. Um, so obviously there's just some challenges there with a lot of the competition in state D1, D2 level, but uh, how are you going to attack that and kind of, kind of your recruiting plan? Yeah. So um definitely biased, you know, coming from this area, but this is definitely the best wrestling in the country. Um, you know, there's a lot of hands in the pot, uh, recruiting wise, but you know, you have to separate yourselves, um, as a program, but you know, when I was in high school as a sophomore, Nico Magalutis and Jimmy Goulobon were in the finals of my weight class in the County tournament, you know, small Westmoreland County tournament. And, you know, those are the things that happen here. Those are the types of brackets you see. And, you know, you look back at, um, you know, you had a, I whip your bracket the one year with one of my teammates. You had Dom Flores, who was an All-American, Sam Krevis, who wrestled at Virginia. Um, you had Mikey Kemmer, obviously an Iowa guy, and, Vincent, and Vincenzo Joseph, all in the same bracket. One of those guys didn't qualify for the state tournament that year, which is absolutely incredible. And, and you know, it's, it's the, a great area to recruit. So we're lucky to be here in this area as a new program. Um, you know, we're trying to get as many kids on campus as we can right now to show this place off. It's gorgeous. Um, the university is giving us every resource possible to be successful. So, um, you know, it's just a really exciting time here. And, you know, we have, we have a lot of excitement in the community and, and from donate and from donors as well. So, um, you know, we, obviously all small colleges have, you know, an enrollment number and a number they want you to bring in, but we also have a winning expectation here. Um, all of our sports programs do pretty well. And, you know, the people pushing for our program expect to see results. Um, I don't want to take over a program without those expectations, you know, and it's, it's going to um, show here hopefully in the next few years when we have a lot of people in the stands and, and this place is rocking upstairs. So. Yeah. I mean, I've been to, uh, I was actually, I played football and I wrestled at Waynesburg university. So I've been to uh, St. Vincent plenty of times and it is a beautiful school. Very nice gym. I feel like, Eventually, once you get your foot in the ground, D3, you can have like, you know, host duels there or a mini yeah. tournament or something. And um, and you kind of were speaking on the donors already. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking about a little bit. Uh, talk about that project that it sounds really exciting that potentially could be a wrestling facility. Yeah. So on September 9th, we just broke ground on a 20 million dollar athletics complex. Um, you know, we're talking turf, track and field, weight rooms, locker rooms, uh, you know, all of that stuff. And you know, it's just an opportunity for young student athletes to come in here and have something new that they're going to call home. Um, you know, and we, we talk about resources to be successful that I don't, I don't think of anything other than, you know, I can't think of anything better than that. And, um, you know, we're looking for that to be our new home and, um, we're looking, I think 18 months, 12 to 18 months out into construction. So, 
by the time we get into our, our first practices and things like that, you know, that's just a really exciting time. You know, it's definitely a, a big part of our recruiting and, and a tool that we are using because, you know, a lot of schools aren't getting that, especially during this time coming out of this pandemic and, and all of that, you know, universities are cutting, our universities are cutting where, you know, St. Vincent is continuing to grow. You know, we have a brand new library. We have a brand new science center. Um, you know, it's uh, our, we just did a $250,000 renovation to our weight room um, for in our student center. So everything here is just growing and moving forward. You know, our vice president and president talk about moving St. Vincent forward. And, um, you know, we're just really excited to be joining at this time um, because 10 years ago, I don't know if this would have been the same situation as we are having now. Definitely. And wrestling is one of the growing sports in the, the country at the NCAA level. So you see kind of schools adding it everywhere. And, you know, for example, for people that don't know, too, actually, the Pittsburgh Steelers have their training camp at St. Vincent. So I feel like if St. Vincent wasn't doing something right, Pittsburgh Steelers wouldn't be coming every year for training camp. So a lot of good things going on there. Um, and, you know, exciting times. It's really, really cool. And I'm excited to see, you know, this is a full recruiting year for you, right? Like you currently don't have any, you might potentially have dual sport athletes on campus, uh, but there's currently no one yet that will be doing like opens or anything this year. So um, logistically we're working on all those kinks. So we have 10 guys on the, on campus right now. So uh, four guys that came in as freshmen and then, another six guys that have fought to bring the program back their freshman and sophomore year. They're now, um, you know, sophomores slash juniors. And, you know, they've done a, they've done a nice job on the student side of things of um, getting it to the attention of the university. And, you know, they're, they're very invested and, you know, they're just as important as the guys that we're going to recruit. They are the guys that are going to help build us this program um, a year early is what I told them. You know, you guys have committed to, coming in a year early. I told him, I don't know what we're going to be allowed to do or what we're not going to be allowed to do, but, you know, I appreciate them and, and they're willing to, to make this thing work. So, you know, I'm super thankful for them. And, um, you know, cause who knows without them, I might not be here either, you know? Right. Yeah. That's a, those are great trendsetters there and, you know, kind of nice foundation you already have with the program. Um, and to have that leadership on, on campus already is really important because, you know, as a coach, there's only so much you can do the student athletes really are, you know, kind of your extra eyes and you're kind of your best recruiters. So that's really exciting. Yeah. And, and they're solid human beings as well. You know, you're always looking um, for kids to match your vision. And I laid it all out to them and, you know, gave them the same pitch I give in recruiting and, and the foundations this program will be built on. And, you know, everything lined up. I said, after our meeting last week, I said, shoot me a text if you're in. And every single one of them sent me a text within the the walking distance of my truck before I got out of here so um, all that stuff means so much to me because you know as a student athlete I was able to have a program built while I was there and um, you know it, it means a lot to have kids that see that vision that I had already of you know being fully invested and we don't have anything yet you know what I mean we don't have a schedule we don't have our room yet we don't have our full coaching staff on campus yet it's just um it's it's um, shows a maturity, you know, and, and young leaders that this young program definitely needs. Definitely. Yeah. Let, cool. And let's, let's continue to build off of that, that what you just talked about right there, you know, your experience as a student athlete, um, you know, now you're, now you're in different shoes. Also you're the head coach, but when you went in as an athlete to your school at Wheeling, Wheeling Jesuit, there was no history, there was no program. So you got to see it on both ends. So, you know, just curious uh, what you saw as a recruit 
uh, in Wheeling Jesuit that made you want to go there and, um, you know, kind of the experience that helped you guys build so quickly that, that, that program that was, you know, doing well at a national level. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big relationship guy and, um, you know, building connections with people. I love being recruiters great. Cause I just get to meet new people every single day. But, um, you know, my relationship with my college coach from day one, I knew I wanted to be aligned with him. Um, so my, my college coach was Sean Doyle. He wrestled at Cornell, um, was a teacher at Wheeling Park High School, um, and then became the head coach at, at Wheeling Jesuit. So I was the first commit in our program's history. Um, and at the point I went on my visit, you know, there was like, it's a crazy story. There's like a foot of snow. It seemed like um, no wrestling room, no office. We met in admissions, um, you know, just a vision at that point. And he, he was just an incredible person. Um, and someone that I looked up to and someone that really helped me in this transition as well. Um, the relationship we built over four years, you know, he asked me to be his son's godfather. Um, you know, th those types of things are the, are the relationships that mean so much outside of wrestling. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm forever thankful for that opportunity. But again, it was just a vision and a relationship that I could see with him. Um, and I know I wanted to be aligned with him. And you know, he got me excited about college wrestling because at that point, the recruiting process was very stressful for me. And I wanted to be committed before the season started so I could wrestle with no, um, no hesitation. And um, we got to like around January time and I, I was just done with the whole process. And then I went on campus and it was like a light went off. And my high school coach said, this is where you're going. You know, and it was I was like, yes, I agree. And, you know, it was something that I don't regret at all. You know, I met my wife there. Um, and, you know, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have my daughter. I wouldn't have the life I have now. And, um, you know, just people that you meet um, in this sport are super influential in your life forever. And he's one that, you know, I get chills talking about it because, you know, I, I love the guy to death. Yeah, that that's amazing. And, uh, yeah, there's there's no there's no secret to why he was successful there. Um, so kind of talk about that. You know, obviously a lot of growing pains with, a, a, a you know, a build up program and, you know, you're not us being competitors. You want that instant success, but that that's tough to do with a, a college wrestling program. Um, what did he do to keep kind of keep you guys motivated, you know, on those early days? Um, and, you know, until, you know, you look four or five years later where you're graduating, where the program's at, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, he, he was um, very big on our culture. Right. And that's where we have to start day one here as well. Um, our, our culture was meant for others in a brotherhood that, you know, you can't replace when we went on campus, it was 27 freshmen. I think we had one upperclassman that came in and transferred. So right away before we got on campus, we went on a team retreat uh, to Deep Creek. We were drag racing jet skis about 20 wide, going crazy and just having a blast and getting to know each other, um, you know, doing some activities to get each other vulnerable. And, you know, he, he ground us out. I'm not kidding. We had uh, 5.30 workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then we have our normal practice Monday through Saturday in the afternoon. You know, we, we went really hard because we were all young freshmen. We weren't physically there yet, you know, so we had to beat everyone on conditioning and our training. So that was a huge thing that we did. And, um, you know, you talk about the, the big trips, you know, our freshman year, we went to Fort Myers, Florida. Our sophomore year, we wrestled at Virginia Duels. Our junior year, we wrestled at Madison Square Garden at Grappled Garden. And then my senior year, we flew out to Vegas and uh, did the desert duels at the Flamingo Hotel. Um, you know, we, we built fast. Um, you know, that's a high, um, a high goal just because, you know, the type of person, the type of program he built. Um, but, you know, speaking of the Division three level, my senior year, we took 
second in the country um, in the national duels. We lost to St. Cloud, who's pretty much untouchable at Division Two, And then we lost criteria to UPJ, which, you know, is a staple of Division Two. And we wrestled Warburg in the, final, in the finals out at the Desert Duels, and we lost to them in criteria, not knowing anything. You know, we were like, who yeah. are these guys? Who are these guys? And they punched us in the mouth, you know going back and forth the whole duel. And, um, you know, we ended up losing a criteria on, in, at, after the heavyweight match. And, you know, it's just a fun duel and things like that. And, you know, the program they have out there is something that we emulate and, uh, here and, and want to strive to be eventually. But, um, you know, just learning about th this level and, and some of the programs, it's, it's impressive and, and some of the things that have been done over time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And is there a, is there a particular moment that, um, stands out to you per se um, when you were at Wheeling that's like all right we we can compete at a high level um, and uh, you know that kind of like springboard you to the success you had you know your junior and senior year yeah so our freshman year I think we were around 500 you know we were we were winning and um, it was just making little mistakes freshman mistakes across the board um, you know everyone was bought into the program at that point and then our sophomore year you know we, we sent three guys to the national tournament, had two All-Americans. You know, that was a really big recruiting class for us. And at that point, we're like, we can be just as good as anybody else, you know. And um, that second class was, like I said, was huge for the room, too, because we got it. We brought in guys that were state champs in Ohio. We brought in guys that were state place winners all over the place. So we brought in a depth to the room that really elevated, um, that really elevated our program. And, you know, my junior year, I ended up qualifying, my, my, rolling into my senior year. Again, preseason rankings, whatever they are, you know, I, I was ranked second in the country at that point. Um, and I lost my spot for a while, you know, going into that senior year. Um, I wrestled my teammate in the finals and lost at, um, what was it, Lake Erie Open. And that, that just speaks to the type of guys we were bringing. I lost my spot to a freshman for a little bit, you know. So it was constantly, you were fighting for your job every single day, um, made you tougher, um, you know. But I felt like, the, the guys in the room were some of the best guys I was going to wrestle that season. So the, the, the depth that we, that our head coach brought in was just, you know, phenomenal and programs are built on that. And I think that's, what's great about this level too, is you see the rosters are huge at some of these most successful programs. And that's what we want to do here is make sure we have, you know, the dogs in the room to um, really push everyone and, and make sure that we're um, striving to be the best at all times. Yeah. And uh, you know, kind of a, uh looking a little more in detail, your college stats, you had a lot of pins when you were in college, a high flyer wrestler. Uh, what was some of the stuff you're doing? And, and do you wish to bring that to the table as, as a head coach to your athletes? Um, so some of the stuff I do develop really bad habits. So I, I don't, teach, <laughs> I, I don't teach a lot of that stuff. Um, I did a lot of the throws over top um, kind of like what Dylan Ness used to do. And, and some of my, um, some of my things on bottom, I used to catch some people with, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't teach a lot of that stuff. I, I tell a lot of our recruits, you know, if you're looking for a coach, that's going to give you some magical moves to win a national title. This is not the program for you. Um, I think from a coaching side of thing, we bring, we bring in a lot of philosophies, right. You know, winning in positions, you know, Matt returning hard, scoring front headlock, you know, um, a lot of those positions and, and things like that are important for us as a program. Again, we have, you know, the techniques that we will, will show and that will make you better, but, you know, at this point, when you get to the college level, we're not here to change anyone's style. We're not here to change, you know, anyone's wrestling ability. It's just giving you that, that little bit of extra um, attention that's needed at times. And, and you guys know at, at, 
at the college level, a lot of it's mindset and, and an intensity and a nastiness that you don't teach. So, you know, just putting the kids in those dark places and having them fight themselves out are, are really big um, and, and making sure that, you know, we can compete at this level. Yeah, definitely a firm believer in that the basics build beasts. There's uh, yeah. no, no doubt about it. I mean, um, you know, Nick Saban talks about that all the time, you know, even from a football perspective or really any good coach, it really comes down to the little details and really fine tuning, you know, your skill set. Um, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have those, those tricks in, in your, you know, if you're, you're losing to get someone on their back with an elevator, you know, it worked pretty good for Dylan Ness. Yeah. And it's, it's funny sometimes, like you're watching guys, like you don't have anything that you don't have a throw, you know, you're down five, you don't have a throw. Like we got to teach you a throw. Um, yeah. You have to have something. I agree. So, um, you know, it's fun at times and, and reminiscing on, but you know, um, bad habits costing you matches and things like that. So like you said, the basics of the basics and, that's why I was super successful, you know, solid defense, scoring points. And again, Penn State, they score a ton of points and have fun. But, you know, those are the freaks of nature, right? Those are the guys that are able to do. Yeah, there's the not too many uh, Jason Nolfs out there. And exactly. Uh, Bo Nichols. <laughs> yeah. but, Ed you know, I mean, they're, they're a little more flashy, but at the end of the day, it's like they're fundamentally sound. Like they're just yeah. great in all positions. They're tough to score points on. So they do it a little differently, um, but they're also – the type of recruit their game's a little different too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just feel uh, like too with with Penn State, uh they hit the they I feel like they just chain wrestle so well. And that's like something that, you know, for a lot of kids, you know, to take your wrestling to the next level, I feel like chain wrestling is very important um to hit on. And then, you know, I thought you brought up a good point as well. Uh when you get to the college level, you can't change who you are. You can't re- change your whole game like you got to use what's got you there and then you know kind of tinker it here and there so I think those are very really solid points and you know for you know young wrestlers who listen or even other college guys like don't change it up that much just like tinker your game and you know use what got you here yeah and, and that's what makes them uncomfortable too I think as well you know the transition's already hard enough and you know, you're asking them to do too much. And then that competition anxiety comes out and then the stresses of, um, you know, college life in general, you know, you want to make it as smooth of a transition as possible. And, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, just being there and giving them that little bit of extra attention is, is huge individualized attention specifically, but. I do, yeah. I do, before we move on, I do want to ask you, what was it like wrestling in national championships in Alabama? Um, so Alabama was awesome, actually. So that was the D2 Festival of Sports, which they do. Um, so we wrestled in one arena, and then you would walk down a hallway, and swimming and diving would be going on. And then right down the hallway, there was – I don't even know what they call it, but it was an indoor track, but the sides would come up, and it was like an embankment, so they would have their indoor track and field. So it was cool. They did like, a, like an Olympic-style parade and all of that stuff. But the oh, that's challenging cool. part – it was really cool. And, and that's unique. The only division two level does that is, is the festival of sports. They do it every four years. Um, but it's called the, the Birmingham Sportsplex. So it was cool. But the only bad part about it is everyone has to be there on Monday for the opening ceremony. And we don't wrestle for until Friday and Saturday. So, you know, you're trying to find workouts. You guys know how it is. You're at the national yeah. tournament. It's just an open facility to work out in. You're getting your best workouts in your gym and not making excuses for anyone. Um, but like, 
you're getting your best workouts in your home trim gym as long as possible. Ideally, you don't want to fly out till Wednesday or Thursday. Right. You know? yeah, right. yeah. That's usually typically because the D3 level, we don't have the that even though I think that's a really cool idea with D3 levels to do that. So usually typically last workout will be a Wednesday and you either fly out Wednesday evening or Thursday morning. Yeah, and that's what's tough too. Like your your final weight cut is different because you're you're not able to eat with you normally eat at home and you know uh you have to go to certain events like the elite 90 um dinner you have to go to they have um you know just other events that you have to attend so it, w- it was challenging but it was a lot of fun you know is it a memory that was was great and um i think they're i think this year is the new when it's up again so um but yeah it, it, it was fun south dakota was really nice as well um up in sioux falls but the arena was just really big, you know, at, at division two, they don't, they don't have a ton of fans that come to the tournament. So it was kind of like crickets a little bit, but you know, it's some cool venues though, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say very drastic uh, competition areas from South Dakota to oh, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Travel was rough too. Like flying into Minneapolis and taking a little propeller plane into uh, Sioux Falls, not comfortable for me at all. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely fun. I and think what, Jer- we had to do that when we went to lacrosse the one year. It was Minneapolis to Wisconsin lacrosse. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's always tricky when you're you're in those kind of uh, different areas. But um, and then correct me if I'm wrong too, Dom. But uh, was your bracket size? Did your bracket size at NCAs grow a little bit when you were college? Was that was after you were done? So after I left, they changed the um the process a little bit. So they added um uh, more regions right so we only had four regions when i was in college so um 16 guy bracket or 16 man brackets so four from each um super region so gotcha and now it's six with four six with three it's the same similar it's the same setup i've been actually kind of learning about this already uh same set at at the d3 level except the regions aren't as big because there's I think not as many, there's not as many programs. I think there's only when I, last time I checked and I don't know if it's an update, I think there's only 65 division two teams currently. I believe. Yeah. I believe there's almost double in division two is what it yeah, is. I think, division three. Yeah. Division. So at the D two level, it's like between 13 to 15 teams per region. And at the D three level, it's between 20 to 22. So it's a big difference. Yeah. And some of those regions are absolutely loaded, you know, for, oh, us, yeah. it, for us, it was basically the PSAC, which is, you know, UPJ, Gannon, Mercerus, like all those big programs. And then you have the programs out, like where St. Cloud, you know, that's a guaranteed spot in every weight class with the team they have. And, um, you know, it's challenging in some of the areas. And obviously some of the regions aren't as strong. And, and it's similar with, with the Division three level. But, you know, I, I just think if you can go to an allocation process, you know, at some point, it, it just helps the kids, you know, because – some of these kids are all American and, and can't get out. Yep. It's, yeah, no, it, we, we, it's funny. It's funny you say that you come from the D2 kind of side of things, but D3 wise, we, we've been having that same conversation. It's like, there's some weight classes in some regions that deserve five spots. Like there's yep. no question about it, especially when you go out to, you know, those Midwest regions. Um, I mean, there's, there's obviously like that Iowa conference, which is now the American rivers conference, which is like Warburg, Loris, all them. Like there's guys that, yeah, they could be placing. um, They just can't make it out of the region, but you know, it's a system we have right now. I think it's a good system, but I think for quality purposes, we could get the right guys with a different system or just like tweak this system, but it's just tough. 
the allocations is always a tough conversation because like it's a lot of logistics and you got to find the right people to do it. And then, you know, I, because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Zidane, but a few years back when, so D3 nationals actually was canceled back to back years at the D3 level. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one year Waynesburg didn't go out to it, but Stevens did. It was the NWCA national tournament. I believe there was 32 man brackets, correct, Anthony? It was 32 man. Yeah. 34 teams got the uh, okay to go out and compete. And uh, it was really cool. I mean, honestly, no, no national, there was no qualifying process. It was just like, if you could. It was like go, a really nice, big open tournament for the guys, really. Cause they yeah, had, still, that's still strap it up and put online. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But like when I saw the 32 man bracket, I'm like, well, well, that's something that all that it should happen. But there's so many teams at D3 level. I think it's something that's, that's trending hopefully that way to get that big bracket because I thought it was a really cool tournament to follow. There was a lot of cool upsets. Um, and it was just, you know, a lot more kids got to compete at the national level. Yeah. It's just challenging though. And you know, when it becomes opinion based and then when it becomes where travel restrictions are, you know, financial reasons where you can't um, have common opponents and things like Correct. that, because, yeah. you know, you have to have committees and, and then people are all over the place. So, you know, if you guys are at Stevens, you're not obviously not going to be wrestling the teams out in California regularly, you know, it's, it's challenging. So um, yeah, definitely not being opinion based. So. Yeah. No, it's just, it's always a fun conversation to have. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we obviously talked a lot about this year's recruiting for you and, you know, things you're going to do to kind of build you up as you hit the ground running for that 2023-24 season. What are some other things that, you know, kind of on your to-do list during this first year that, you know, you're, you're going to feel like you're really prepared to hit the ground running um, come fall semester of 2023? Yeah, I think just making myself really visible um, throughout this whole recruiting process, getting to as many things as we can, heading out to that NWCA combine on the first um, in Mannheim. And then, um, you know, luckily we have a ton of high school um, tournaments around here, like with Powerade and, our, and our, like I said, our county tournament are huge. Um, but, you know, just making sure that I'm visible, our staff is visible and we're creating a buzz, you know, just making sure that, that for that first duel, this place is packed, um, you know, and obviously getting kids um, on camp as much as possible. I know we just today, I think, finished our 23rd visit since the middle of July, you know, um, but it, it's a fun time on campus. So many people are excited about wrestling and, and I try to stay as busy as possible and making sure that I'm doing everything I can to make sure this program is successful. Um, you know, I, I left my career to come here and do this. So, um, everything I do, I do with hundred percent energy. So, um, it's definitely exciting and, um, you know, just, just grinding away every single day. Yeah. Love to hear that, man. And, are there going to be opportunities for like prospect camps or, or uh, prospect days for you at St. Vincent for recruits to, you know, you kind of talk about on this podcast to, to get kids there. Yeah. So next summer um, we don't have a date uh, solidified yet, but we will be hosting a camp um, on our campus and just making sure it's uh, getting as many bodies on campus as possible. You know, that's that indirect recruiting we always talk about and um you know, little brothers and sisters now and, and family members, uncles and everyone we can get to come to the camp is, is really important to us. And, um, you know, it's just going to be really special. I'm excited to see the clinicians we get. And, um, you know, it'll be that first bonding experience for an, a new recruiting class to be here and have them stay in the dorms and, and being chaperones and stuff like that. So um, once we solidify a date and get things done, um, you know, that'll be an exciting time for us as well as a program. 
And, and always a program as a program, uh, the branding piece, um, you know, the social media piece. So how can, how can listeners and future recruits uh, follow you guys on social media? Yeah, so our Instagram and our, and our Twitter, uh, we don't have Snapchat or anything like that, um, <laughs> is <laughs> SVC underscore wrestling. So we're always looking for um, recruits on there. You know, that's such a, a great piece to recruit from now. You know, anytime someone follows you, just give them a, um, you know, a shout out message. And I think, uh, you know, we're lucky to be having um, those avenues of social media where we can find recruits. Flow Wrestling is phenomenal. You know, it's so easy to find um, matches and, and tape on kids. So yeah, SVC underscore wrestling is our Instagram and our Twitter. So if you can give us a follow, we definitely appreciate that. Good stuff, man. Before we wrap up, you got anything else, uh, you know, anything else to, you know, potential, you know, listeners on here that are interested in St. Vincent, anything um, you want, you want to tell them? Yeah. So we just have an, an incredible opportunity. You know, uh, the university has put a huge investment in academics over the past few years. And now them finally putting um, this massive investment in um, athletics is huge for us. You know, there's just so many unique opportunities here. You know, you mentioned the Steelers before, um, you know, Mason Rudolph uses my office um, during training camp. You know, th this year was great. Um, a quick story. If you guys have time, you know, um, talking about the types of people you get to interact with. So Mason would study at my desk and would eat his lunch at times here. And we would just randomly talk at times. And we talked about Oklahoma state wrestling and I'm a huge John Smith fan. And, you know, two days later, he shoots me a text and was like, Hey, I have something for you. And, you know, I came back to campus and it was an autographed picture, you know, saying, Dom, this is a picture of me, you know, winning a gold medal. And it's, John Smith. So he had the time to call John Smith and, um, you know, send me something like that. That, that means a lot to me. And that's something that's that shows. Cool. People, yeah. It just shows people's character. You know, there's humans too. That guy's fighting for probably one of the most lucrative jobs in the world. And he thinks of, you know, us as a brand new program, um, and me as a person. So that was, that was great. Just the people we interact with, you know, TJ Watts working outside of my office, you know, cause I'm my other job on campus. I'm the director of our fitness center. So my office is in our weight room where they work out. So I kind of am in and out at times. And, and it's just a unique opportunity. Our students, our students get to work training camp at times and it's just, it's just great. And it's a huge um, time to recruit as well. We had so many uh, kids on campus starting training camp, you know, oh, food cool. trucks everywhere, you know, 15,000 people on campus. It, it's fun and, and it's an exciting time, but you know, everything at St. Vincent is unique and um, having the ability to share with people now is awesome. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking to bring in a young man that's ready to win and ready to, ch to change campus and change this community for the better. So, um, but yeah, that, that's all I have. And I just really appreciate you guys having me on today. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. It's, it's definitely great to, you know, take some time out of your busy schedule to do this. I mean, um, we're happy to help promote this new program and it seems like they got the right guy for the job. You're hitting the ground running, man. And uh, you know, best of luck moving forward. Um, you know, we're excited to see what you do. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And uh, hopefully we get to see you guys on the road here soon.